All right, Bill, I know we've uh, in the past we've we've talked about who is on our singer Mount Rushmore, but who is on our singer Mount Rushmore with mustaches? Because this artist today would be my Teddy Roosevelt. I'm trying to think of singers with mustaches outside of our singer. Did Tom Selleck ever sing a song? I believe that Tom Selleck could pretty much do anything he wants to, but uh, um, so I'm going to say yes. But Tom Selleck did sing on Three Men and a Baby, but he would have to be somewhere way back behind Lionel Richie's head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Today's episode, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, Lionel Richie, and we're going to be talking specifically about Stuck on You. I'm stuck on you. Got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. Guess I'm on my way. We are super excited to have our very special guest today. When we first mapped out our podcast, we looked at potential guests. And when we talked Lionel Richie, and we knew we had to get to Lionel Richie, but we also knew we had to get at least... 12 episodes in before we had the guts to pull off a Lionel Richie episode. But we couldn't do Lionel Richie unless we brought on Liz. Oh, and I'm sorry, uh, Liz, as per the rider, we aren't to use your last name. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. It's it's good. We, we actually have a big fan of the show. This is this is fantastic. I know I'm a fan of the show and a friend of the show. I don't know how that works, but I'm happy to be here to offer a female perspective. Yes, our our first female perspective. <laughs> and I think with Lionel Richie, it's it's important to have uh, the female perspective. The man uh, wrote some fantastic love songs in uh, over his career. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was a long line of women vying to come on and talk about Lionel Richie. So thank you for choosing me. When it comes to Lionel Richie podcast, Liz, you are the sun, you are the rain. That's very flattering. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, well, Liz, do you want to tell how you got to know of Frank and Bill and uh, became such big fans of us? Sure. I mean, we started as friends. I didn't start as a fan, but I mean, I was thinking back, Bill and Frank, and we've been friends for over 25 years. So I met you when I was 17 when you guys came to my high school. And, um, you know, it's funny, you both were always so passionate about music. It's really, if I was to describe you guys, that's definitely one of the ways that I would describe you is just how much you love music, such a part of your identity. So it's not a big surprise that you now host a podcast all about music. So And amazing music, I would say. We, we host a podcast about amazing music. That's right. And I wanted to share one music memory that comes to mind, if I may. You may. (laughs) Okay, thanks. I was just thinking back to, you know, how I would describe you both as being real music lovers. And the one memory that comes to mind was how a group of you guys, Frank, I don't know if you were going to this concert, but a group of guys, Bill included, at high school were very excited about a band called Urge Overkill. And there was lots of excitement about going to the concert. And I remember how pumped up you guys were. And then the next day, you guys came to school after going to the concert 
wearing these Urge Overkill necklaces. <laughs> it had a big Urge Overkill pendant on a long gold chain. And I just remember thinking like, wow, they are really into this band that they're now wearing jewelry inspired by the band. Is that fair? Is that a fair memory, Frank? Do you remember that? I remember that. I, yeah, I, I wasn't at that concert, but I, I think I've, I still see Bill wear that medallion sometimes. Just a bed. Just a bed. Uh, do, do, did I wear the bright blue silk shirt with it and the plaid red pants? That sounds very familiar. Yeah, that, I don't know how I survived. <laughs> well, you just were just very passionate about music. Yeah. You didn't let that, you didn't let anything hold you back. You showed right. everyone <laughs> your love for it. That's right. I have a memory of Liz in calculus class. We sat right up at the front. And so when Liz likes something, especially a song, she won't just tell you she likes it. She immediately sings the song so she's i remember you saying you know who i really like i really like lionel richie ballerina girl (laughs) i know it's funny to hear you say that because my passion for lionel runs deep i mean it's been uh it's been a lifetime love affair with him really what was it liz that attracted you to lionel great question and i mean i have had time to think about this to really try to articulate what it is about Lionel. I mean, first of all, I have to say, it's his voice. I mean, I really feel like he has a velvety smooth voice. It's so soothing. And he just sings so effortlessly. I think that's one of the things I love about him. And I would, I would compare him to Michael Bolton. And I find when you look at Michael Bolton, he seems like he's straining when he's singing. It's almost like kind of irritating to listen to. That's okay, my stance. Um, I love Michael Bolton, but there is like a strain. There are certain lines that we don't cross on the show, and I think he just crossed one. It, it's not a strain. It's an intensity. He sings with intensity. <laughs> he sings with an intensity. So effortful. Where I'm saying that he just sings so effortlessly. He just creates a beautiful melody so easily. And I think that's one of the reasons I love him. What do you guys think of that? I would agree. That's a, that's a, that's a good comment. Uh, very silky smooth voice. I mean, his work with the Commodores, uh, easy. That song's in my, in my top 10. It's such a, such a great song. The other point that I would make that seems to help explain my love for him is just the range, the vocal range that he sings in. For me, it's low enough that it's so fun to sing along to. So I feel like his range is really accessible. And while there's a lot of singers that have really beautiful voices, like Mariah Carey, beautiful voice. Even when you did um, episode 10, you talked about Shanice. She has a beautiful voice. But I think you had said she sings in like the whistle range or something so high. And while it's really unique and special, it's really not that much fun to sing along with. I like how Lionel has a voice that I can sort of match in terms of range. You can harmonize with it. And I feel like that's a key factor in understanding his appeal, that he's easy to sing along with. And I've I've read in articles where he has said, you know, if you come to my concert and you came to hear me sing, you're going to be really disappointed because you're not going to be able to hear anything. It's just <laughs> the audience shouting the lyrics because everyone can sing along with it. And I think that speaks to maybe why he's lasted over the years in terms of his fame and just 
widespread appeal. But that's like my theory on it. Yeah, and Lionel Richie has this great longevity from the the late seventies with like uh, uh, the, the Commodores and all through the eighties and everything. I think, save for Michael Jackson, he'd probably be the biggest pop star of the eighties. I would think, or a consistent pop star. I heard a negative article written where they said that um, he couldn't match Prince or Michael Jackson, but he had this sort of lane of easy listening, not too tough to take music, Mm -hmm. which I thought was totally unfair because I would go back to listen and sing along to Lionel Richie songs rather than you know, Michael Jackson or Prince, like in terms of like the amount of songs I like from Lionel Richie. And it's really over just three, three, his solo work really over three and a bit albums. Um, It's incredible, the amount of music. Yeah. And I would agree. Like, I think, I don't think that having a a really uh, amazing vocal range makes you a great artist. Like, I think that's maybe a component, but I think there's also artistry in creating I don't know, lyrics that really resonate with people that stay with people over time. And I think that's a gift that Lionel Richie has. Like there is a simplicity to his lyrics. Like they're somewhat, if you want to say even basic, but I would say, I would argue that a lot of classics have really simple lyrics. Like if you think of the Beatles and the song Love Me Do, I mean, that's a really simple narrative with a pretty melody and it has stood the test of time. So I think... I think there's some a real skill in creating and crafting a song that's simple but resonates with people all over the globe. And he really has, I mean, fans all over. So you can't argue with that. Do you think this is why it's so easy for him to sort of move into country music territory? Like like that, the way he writes his songs, the way he sings feels kind of country to me. I haven't thought enough about that. Frank, I'm going to defer to you. Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thanks for playing along, you two. I wanted to say one more thing. Okay. The last piece I want to say about why I love Lionel Richie is the way the music makes me feel. And... I would say that I just feel a real sense of safety listening to his music. I don't know how else to describe it, but a sense of comfort. And what's funny to me is his music has very little sex appeal to me. I mean, with the exception of Do It To Me One More Time, which is a hot song, it really does not put me in the mood at all. It does not light my fire. And I just was, I just wanted to check in. Like, that's a female perspective does this music turn you guys on? Or are you guys not so much? I've never really thought about whether or not mm. Lionel Richie turns me on. <laughs> I want you to think about it right now. Right now. Can I think about it later tonight? Like I want to watch you think about it, Frank. <laughs> I want to <laughs> Oh, you want to watch, do you? Should I put some Lionel Richie on? <laughs> That's just going to turn me off. Just told you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Say You Say Me is, uh, has any, I, I think Say You Say Me could, but then he has that part where it suddenly yeah. he breaks it down. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, I feel like the song isn't so much a turn on, but 
when I think of the song we're doing, especially today, it's sort of the comfort of the type of the type of love that I imagined older people had that was mm-hmm. enduring. So I just never I never thought of it in in any sort of turn on mm-hmm. sort of I way. I mean, I guess you just I wouldn't classify it as sexy music. And that's okay, right? It it meets other needs. <laughs> it's not meeting my sexual needs. But yeah, one of the things I know is just in general is a lot of the guilt-free pleasure song choices are not really sexy music. Like, except for um, you did Shake You Down. I thought that was a hot song. Yeah. That's like a, that puts you in the yeah. mood. That, that, gets, that gets things going. But generally, I think it's just more just fun music. I don't know. Do you guys have anything to add? It's comfortable music. I'm trying to think of all our hot songs. Yeah, so was I. We really don't have it. Yeah. Do you think that some of the songs, like, maybe for their time, they were kind of sexy, but they now just feel dated? Like, I don't know. Is, was Michael Bolton trying to be sexy? I don't think he was trying to be uh, sexy. He was trying to be intense and uh, questioning, I think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, he did ask big questions. He certainly did. Yeah, uh, because well, you got to be friends before you can be lovers. So I think all of our music is about being friends, and then we'll be ready. For, according to the Michael mm-hmm. Bolton uh, thing, you got to be love friends, and then you yeah, can be I feel lovers. like a lot of the choices you guys have made so far, they're like playful, fun songs, which are awesome. Yes, yep. I think the next realm will be your sexy realm where you really heat it up. Right, <laughs> our oh, Sade yes. episode. Yes. I I guess the thing is, sexy songs generally don't get made fun of by people. We're like, oh, you like Sade. I think everyone's like, Sade's great. Yeah. Whereas usually we're, we have songs that you could be yes. made fun of for like Exactly. So that's going to be a hard line to walk. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see what you select. Is Walk the Dinosaur a sexy song? Was not was? Do you remember that one? No. I can't, I can't think yeah, of the... The video kind of was. Open the door. all i remember i remember dancing to it at a wedding all right where are we going (laughs) where are we going where are we i'm sorry i took us down this path i feel like it's something you have to comment on when you're talking about lila richie because the music evokes some feelings but they're very platonic feelings so just wanted to note that yeah so uh if we were to ask you what type of memories are evoked by this song would this take you to a very safe place, Liz? Well, what I would say is I don't have a strong memory of hearing this song for the first time. But I do have a strong memory of the first time I saw Lionel Richie. <laughs> I just remember being young and seeing Lionel Richie's picture on the album cover for Dancing on the Ceiling. So it has such an 80s vibe. <clears throat> I must have been 10, I would guess, because I think it came out right? In the mid-80s. Yep. And I just remember seeing that big mustache and the oversized white suit with shoulder pads, him just sort of lounging, staring at me on the cover. And I was just so young. And to me, he looked so old, right? Like he had that mustache. And I assumed everyone who had a mustache was a dad because my dad had a mustache. So it's just sort of like 
who is this man with a mustache? And then I remember later hearing his voice. And then when I was able to pair, like, that's that image matches this voice. Then I realized how much I loved him. Right? So I just, I saw the image first and didn't know what to make of it. I was sort of confused by it. Because it wasn't like a heartthrob, right? He was sort of trying to be sort of sexy on it. And I was too young to really see that, I think. So it was just like, why is this dad, this man dad looking at me like that? (laughs) Frank, Frank, do you have memories um, of stuck so on you? My memory is is I have an admission, and um, we've established that this is a safe space, correct? Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, my admission yeah. on this song is for far too long, I believed that this song was sung by Kenny Rogers. I would hear this song, and I'm just like, it's that Kenny Rogers song stuck on you for. Far, far too long. I did had no idea this was Lionel Richie. Like this this morning, I figured it out. They were really good friends, so I think that that is um, forgivable. Well, I I appreciate your forgiveness. I feel I think Kenny Rogers and Lionel Richie are similar in what Liz described as Kenny Rogers' voice, also very mm-hmm. singable. The range is similar, and that's why I always think of Lionel Richie and country mm-hmm. being natural. But of course, he wrote, I didn't realize he wrote Lady for Kenny Rogers. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So th- that was what um, I was listening to next to Stuck on You. I was listening to Lady. I'm like, oh, wow, this this <laughs> is so effortless, the move between country and um, and pop, what uh, Lionel Richie was doing. It's groundbreaking at the time, I would think, right? Oh, it's huge. He, he wrote and produced Lady for Kenny Rogers. Yeah. And that was like in 1980. And then that's still two years before this this song. I, you know, when I listened to this song, Kenny Rogers wasn't far from my own sort of um, experience because my Oma would play this, would play Lionel Richie, and she'd play Kenny Rogers. So this brings me back to being at my Oma's house and hearing this played on like Joy 96, one of those very safe, soft rock stations. And Stuck On You would come on, but it it gave me an immediate feel of just the sort of warmth and sort of a, a brightness. So when I hear Stuck On You, I just, I can't not imagine light filling the room. Oh, that's an interesting feeling for it to evoke. I feel like for me, like, just like you said, it has like a country flavor to it and it kind of evokes a sense of longing and melancholy for me. Kind of like how country music tends Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. It's just one of his great songs to blast in the car and just scream at the top of your lungs along with. It's so good. But yeah, it doesn't mean, yeah, it's interesting. It makes you feel kind of happy and warm, Bill. I think for me, it just feels. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit more tension there, I guess, for me. Stuck on you. Been a fool too long. I guess it's time for me to come on home. Guess I'm on my way. Like as far as the story of the song goes, he's on his he's he's going mm-hmm. back, which is a kind of a classic love mm-hmm. song thing where he's realized the air of his ways or he's he's found himself, but he found himself alone. And now he's got to get back to where his mm. love is. I agree. It's sort of like when he talks about I'm on my way. It's sort of this emotional journey he's gone on 
where he's come to a realization that he's found or realized he has this love of his life that's been with him maybe for a while and has stood by him over the years. And so he feels like he's been a fool that he hasn't realized that earlier. But yeah, I kind of like how you talked about enduring love, Bill. I think that that's kind of what he's speaking to in the song, not like a sexy love. It's more mm-hmm. like a romantic enduring love. Yeah. And that that's that the great uh, that yeah. uh, great lyric in it uh, that a woman like you could wait around for a man like me. And that enduring love that uh, like yeah, he screwed up and he's coming back and he's just so appreciative of the, of this woman that's uh that uh, that loves him despite all of his uh, flaws and foibles. So hard to see that a woman like you could wait around for a man like me. Guess I'm on my way. Also, a bit of a classic thing in these love songs that the women yeah. always just wait <laughs> for the guy. There isn't. I, are there songs with like I was back, but you you moved on? There's like no no no. I'm. I'm Lionel Richie. You just remembered me, and I you stuck around. Well, he's on his way home. He doesn't know she's going to be there. <laughs> he might get home and realize, yeah. oh, wait, <laughs> she's gone. Poor Lionel. Um, you know what I wanted to say, though? You guys very kindly gave me three songs to think about for a Lionel Richie episode. And I was surprised that Stuck on yeah. You made the shortlist. So you sent me Stuck on You, Say You, Say Me, and Ballerina Girl. And... I was just surprised, I guess, because I'm a bit of a closet Lionel Richie lover. Like, not a lot of people openly admit they love him. So I was surprised to find you guys also love that song. I thought maybe it would be Hello, which is a classic. How can you not love that? Or Penny Lover. But just, yeah, it felt really it felt really validating that other people are wild about this song. Because I think it's it's magical. Every time I listened to it over the last couple of days, yeah. it just got better and better. Like, I wasn't ever tired of listening to it. So, I just kind of went back to it. And speaking of that, was there a part of the song that you liked the most? I know, Frank, you brought up that line. Is that your favorite part of the song? That I think that's uh, one of my... It's one of my favorite lines, but I, my uh, my favorite part of the song, and it happens happens a, a few times, it's uh, uh, towards the end of the... Uh, End of the chorus, I guess. It's like when it's like, guess I'm on my way. But then it then it drops down to the mighty glad you stay. That's that's my favorite part. The mighty glad you stayed. Like that's just so. That's the country in him. That's the country you can't take out of Lionel Richie. Yeah, and it, it's just it's so it's just so perfect. Yes, just the way he drops down and it's like. You can picture him with his thumbs in his belt loops and uh, like uh, sort of yes. leaning leaning against the side of side of the building. With but the, really cool, yeah. but looking. Really oh yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> my my favorite part is the bridge, where he starts. He says, "Oh, I'm leaving on that midnight train tomorrow, and I know just where I'm going." I I always thought that was I'm leaving on the midnight train to Georgia. I thought it was a little bit of a shout out to Gladys Knight, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I always thought it was Georgia as well. And then he says, I love that line. I've packed up my troubles and thrown them all away. So it's like packing up for the journey, but then he throws them away. So it kind of hits you by surprise. And then my favorite, favorite part, though, is because this time, little darling, 
I'm coming home to stay. And when he says stay, no one sings better backup vocals to Lionel Richie than Lionel Richie. And it's this perfect <laughs> blend. not a lot of artists can pull off saying little darling and making it not um so cheesy that you just can't even listen i mean i don't know there's something how he can just he gets a pass for using some of that language that normally i wouldn't be into but Mm -hmm. he can call me little darling i don't mind but platonically (laughs) not in a sexy way platonically little platonic darling so do you do you have a do you have a favorite part of the song liz my favorite part of the song would be, I guess when he says, needed a friend, and the way I feel now, I guess I'll be with you till the end. I love that line. I guess maybe because any good song really makes you reflect on your own life, I guess. And just, I feel like this song does put you sort of in a reflective space where you think about the people you've loved, people you've lost, kind of creates that feeling of nostalgia. He just has a magical way of doing that with even just really simple lyrics. He really is a great artist that mm-hmm. way, I find. Needed a friend And the way I feel now I guess I'll be with you till the end yes, And he needs a friend. He's not looking for a one night, although I'm sure, you know, there'll be several nights uh, in the future and all that. But he just, he wants a friend. And so like you said about Lionel Richie, he comes to mm-hmm. friendship first. Before he, he's uh, ready to get get down. Hey, hey, what I'm saying is, do it to me one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting thing about "Stuck on You" is there's no official music video for a song that hit number three on the Billboard Top 100. Never had a music video made for it. I know. I was I was looking for it earlier. So so it's up to us right now to decide what that music video can, should, would have been. In my mind, he's riding a horse. So a western theme video, would he be going through the backcountry of, uh, like, I don't know, Wyoming, moving his way home? Yes. I, think- I don't know where Wyoming is. Is that next to L.A.? It's not next to no, L.A., is it's, it? Uh- L.A.'s not a state, but okay. Right. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Maybe it's him. Like you know, has the uh, has the bag over the shoulder. He's stopping off at a at a yes. like a dusty old bar somewhere, and there's there's a band playing, and and, and uh, like he's kind of singing to the bartender that he's on his way. I don't know. I'm j- I'm just spitballing here, Lionel. You don't have to do it exactly like this, but this is my thought. Well, you know, my my idea is really close to that, except he'd be going to like say diners and oh, okay. he'd be sipping on a coffee, be and he'd be being served, getting getting his desserts, looking wistfully out the window, and it's sort of a travel thing. So he's hitchhiking, he's also going to be taking a train because I like my videos to follow the song nearly identically. I don't I don't really like 
moving away from the song's uh, lyrics, and he's making his way back home. It'll end with him kind of standing there in front of the old farmhouse, standing in front of that picket fence, and maybe there's someone rocking on one of those chairs on the yep. porch, the wraparound porch, and we're left with this sort of mystery. Or maybe she smiles. I don't know. You, you could help me out with this. The only thing I would add to that is I like that idea it's just sort of like a planes, trains, and automobiles theme where he's taking all different modes of transportation. He took a train. He's hitchhiking. He can maybe ride a bike. He's on a horse. I like combining all these ideas. Yeah, the, the, the travel theme, I think, has to happen. This is a traveling song. So it's a perfect, like you said, it's a perfect car song. But this is a perfect driving a car in the country song. And this is a song that you can play. And uh, when you're stopped at the stoplight, you're not embarrassed. Like you don't turn the volume down when you when you when you play this song. I think you can even you can crank it up. Like it's not a song that you necessarily you can be proud. Yeah, you're. You can I'm be proud. I'm proud to love this song. Um, I was I was prepping for this podcast, just listening to Lionel Richie hardcore the last couple of weeks, and I pulled into the driveway, blaring it, and then Emil, what I my husband Emil, when I came in, was like, I can hear Lionel Richie from inside the house when you're playing it in the car. I'm like, oh, well, fine. Everyone should know. Oh well, yeah, how much I love him. I think we established you have to listen to Lionel loud. That's just mm-hmm. what it's got to be. Uh, Frank, I'm really shocked that you didn't hear the Darius Rucker. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't even know about it. I'm I'm not hip to what's new these days. So, yeah, I, I apologize. Although you were the first person to introduce us to Hooting the Blowfish. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if uh, if I should be as as proud as I am about that, but like you know, I was on the cutting edge of like a a really dull edge, right? Frank, have you heard it now? No, I I haven't had a chance to listen to it today, unfortunately. Liz, what do you think of the Darius Rucker Tuskegee? Tuskegee? Tuskegee version. I mean, it's so overwhelmingly good. I'm going to steal a line Frank said last, or one of your last podcasts. It's exhilarating. And this is Lionel in his 60s. So he still has that smooth voice. Not quite the same, but it's pretty close. And when Darius Rucker comes on, it's not cheesy. They like they they work well. And then there's oh the blend. God. And, you know, I know I'd said Lionel and Lionel is the ultimate. But this is uh, Lionel and Darius is a pretty good yeah, blend. Yeah, they harmonize so beautifully together. Yeah, Darius Rucker has that, that great baritone voice, right? Like, that's it's, it's really... I could see that uh, happening really, really nicely because I haven't listened to it yet. So I'm just assuming. Do you want to hear it, Frank? Yeah, let's listen to it right now. I'm going to listen to it. This is so good. I know it's shockingly good. I'm coming on to stay. This is so good. Uh, 
Mighty glad you stay. Mighty glad you stay. I need to see this in concert for real. Okay, that was amazing. Okay, let, can, can we backtrack on everything that we said about the, that that song, like, and and just re-enter it? So yeah, the full disclosure. I just li- I just listened and watched that video, and um, I'm embarrassed that I did not watch or listen to that song previous to 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 right now. That was that was un unreal. Unreal! That was so fantastic that I mm-hmm. I can't even get words out of my mouth right now. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was so so it's good. shockingly good. That was so so it's good. Shockingly good. Yeah. Holy cow! So Frank, you agree? It is exhilarating. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> like what's more than exhilarating? <laughs> that was oh my goodness. Well, we're keeping it PG. Frank. <laughs> we're not going above exhilarating. <laughs> I guess when when they went to the studio to do this, Lionel asked Darius, he goes, okay, so what what part are you doing? And Darius looks at Lionel, he goes, I'm doing your part. That's the part I'm singing. (laughs) She said, oh, okay. And he goes, then we're doing this live off the floor. We're not like cutting each, no, we're going to do this together. And I'm going to, so, but he said, Lionel, it was like the first time he got nervous, but then they nailed it. Mm. I do think Lionel Richie has a quality, though, because like you said, he put out an album that was all duets. He can really harmonize with anyone. Like, he's so talented in that way. I think he can, his, I don't know, his his voice could blend with so many different singers. And I mean, really, he could sing anything. I love, I could love it. Uh, as far as song universes go, this is a thing mm-hmm. I haven't gone back to for a while. But I had, uh, this would also go with yeah. mixtape, I guess. So I don't I don't want to step into your zone here, but the Midnight Train to Georgia mm-hmm. feels yes. like it's about the same the same uh, topic. So in some ways, Gladys Knight could be on that train mm-hmm. that he's mm-hmm. on singing, which would be kind of a nice callback within the same sort mm-hmm. of Lionel verse. They kind of have the same vibe. And what if the person he was going back to in this song? was Vanessa Williams, who then sings Save the Best for Last. <laughs> or not. I'm trying to make this connection here. Same theme. Oh, same yeah. theme. Yeah. Save the Best for Last is about waiting. Mm-hmm. She's waiting, and he's saying, mighty glad you mm-hmm. stayed. Yeah, okay, no, that, that works, yeah. And he needed a friend. At all those nights you came to me, because he needed a friend. When some silly girl had set him free. Okay, there you go. I can, I can. Whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> we affirm you, Bill. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are there any other songs you would connect to this song? I think if you're going to play one Lionel, you play another Lionel. You just keep playing more Lionel. Yeah. So if yeah. you're going to play Stuck on You, yeah. then you play Hello. You got to play Sail On. You got to always play Do It To Me one more time. <laughs> I think we've established that. You are the sun, you are the rain. I mean, I think if you're going to play one, Lionel, play it all. That's right. Yeah. Lionel's his own universe. Yeah, he is. The Lionel-verse is its own thing. I, I stand corrected. I was going to say for my mixtape, which I this is not my forte. I feel like you guys are way better at this. But what I, I love the idea of matching some Lionel Richie with Bonnie Raitt. So like, I can't make you love me. Think that would flow so good on a mixtape, Kenny Rogers, of course. But I would choose "She Believes in Me." 
Such a great song. And then I would even throw in some Katie Lang. I think like Constant Craving. Okay. And then my mom, I have this distinct memory of my mom listening to the song, I think Time in a Bottle. Do you guys remember that song? Yes. Yeah. Jim okay. Croce. It's yeah. not how you sing his name. I didn't know. Anyway, that's what I would put together. I think like a country themed kind of mixtape to just get that melancholy going. Yeah. Where would you rank Can't Slow Down for guilt-free albums of all time? So Can't Slow Down has All Night Long, Hello, Stuck on You, Penny Lover. Is there there's more on there, isn't there? There's there's only like eight songs on the album. So half of them are huge hits. Running with the night, did you say that? Yeah, no, I did it. That's the other one. Running with the yeah. night. So there's five. Good job. Yeah, half half the album is hits, right? It, it, it's 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 in the pantheon, I think. Do we have any other categories? Who else could sing this song? No one. Well, Darius Rucker. I mean, we already have that. Darius Rucker, maybe. Uh, I feel like Darius Rucker is being groomed to just take over Lionel Richie's set list, and he can just continue Lionel Richie's career. Yeah. I mean, the sad thing for Darius Rucker, like, well, maybe it's not sad. I'm being ignorant because I don't actually know. I think he's a fairly. A uh, successful country artist now, yes. isn't he? Yep. But he doesn't mm-hmm. have like yeah. he just hasn't written the songs that have the lasting appeal that Lionel has. Like if he had Lionel's songs, he could be as famous as Lionel. Yeah. And this is what makes Lionel Richie so special is that he can write it and he's can sing it, and so he's like the ultimate package. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he wrote all those songs on uh, on uh, Can't Slow Down, right? Like all those songs. If he wasn't the sole writer, he was yeah. a, he was a co-writer. Yeah. This has been an incredible journey through our Lionel appreciation episode, and I want to thank Liz for joining us. Thank you so much. I don't I don't think there's there's a word. Of thanks, big enough that I can give to to Liz for this episode. This this has been so much fun and so so enjoyable to to talk about Lionel Richie and talk about Stuck on You and just uh, and just chat with you again, Liz. This has been exhilarating. <laughs> That's the word I hoped you were going to say. <laughs> so you stole it right out of my mouth. I mean, this was so fun. So thank you for validating my long lasting Lionel love affair. I know I'm not alone now. In my love for him. Can't say it better. This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. Please rate and review, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. And uh, we hope that this podcast is uh, stuck on you.